much for tuning in to our fifth episode of Aspire to Inspire. Today, I'm very excited to be able to chat with Fardoza Farah, a teenage activist and leader. So thank you so much for taking the time to join me today, Fardoza. Um, I was wondering if you could start by just introducing yourself and maybe tell us what some of your hobbies are. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so my name is Fardo Zafera. I'm a rising senior at Owatonna High School and um, I'm 17 years old. Some hobbies of mine, I'm on my school's color guard team. Love the team to death. Um, I love speech and mock trial and I'm a captain on the speech team this year and I do discussion in it, which is pretty like conversational type of debate kind of ordeal. But yeah, those are my hobbies. That sounds really cool. Um, so I want to start by asking you a few questions about your work with sexual assault advocacy. Um, so I know that you're the Minnesota Youth Against Sexual Violence chapter president. Um, and I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about your work with the organization. Um, yeah, let's start with that. Uh, yeah, definitely. So um, Youth Against, I'm the Minnesota chapter president so everything I say will most likely only apply to the Minnesota chapter but the way our chapter is set up is that we have four different branches we have a fundraising team a survivor support team a legislative team and a social media team and they all usually meet once or once a week our fundraising team works on trying to come up with fundraisers and the financial portion of what our survivor support team works on so survivor support um, they had a couple projects over the year that I've been with Youth Against Sexual Violence. We had our um, school projects, which just was like us working with schools to try and come up with a with resources for sexual assault survivors at the school and more of a safe space for them. So that was happening during the school year, and right now they're working on planning a gala with the fundraising team um, that will hopefully happen in the cities sometime by the end of the summer. And our legislative team is currently working on a bill. Um, so we're working on the Rapist Custody Act bill, which will hopefully drop in the Minnesota House of Representatives within the next month or two. Um, and pretty much what our bill says is that a convicted rapist cannot and should not be able to have custody of a child conceived out of rape. Um, it's a pretty straightforward bill that should have been introduced a really long time ago, but Minnesota is the only state that doesn't have this law passed. Um, so that's what our legislative team is working on. We're currently meeting with state representatives and a lot of different people. We have a lot of schedule, like meetings scheduled for the upcoming weeks and we're like lobbying right now. Um, and yeah, and our social media team usually just works on trying to put out Instagram posts and stuff like that. So that's all the Minnesota chapter works. Awesome. And so how did you like learn about the bill writing process um, because that seems like a lot to take on and um, it sounds like a pretty big project for like a high school student doing college apps right now. Um, so how did you have anyone that helped guide you through it or was it something that you just read about and like figured out by yourself? Um, so we started the entire project with our bill last year and when I first started working on it I was the legislative lead so this was before I was chapter president um, and really our entire legislative team just did a whole lot of research on it over last summer we just yeah we kind of 
we just kind of like figured it out, I guess. Um, and for the official bill proposal, we did have some help from our national YSE president, who is also a teenager my age, who also kind of just figured stuff out because she's awesome. But we just, wow, yeah, there really there aren't any adults on our team, so it is just like a bunch of youth just girl bossing their ways through it, except we're not all girls. But yeah. That sounds so awesome. Um, wow. So would you just like look up information about how to write a bill and like how did you get in touch with the officials in your state? Was that difficult? Um, okay, so last fall um, we ran a like a campaign. We had a campaign for our bill. So we had a petition sent out to people. We asked them to send letters, emails, phone calls, things like that to state represent to their state representatives. And we got, I think, a little under 3,000 people sent out emails. And um, it was mostly emails out to their state senators, state representatives. And then we started getting responses. So we just like met with anybody and everyone who's willing to meet with us. And we met with the I think it was like 37 state representatives and state senators and we just yeah so we had a bill proposal we had a slideshow we put that out there we're like this is what we want this is like what we need to happen in our state and that's just kind of where everything went from that's awesome yeah so how much how much time would you say that you've spent working on this project or how much time would you say that you've spent working on um your work with Minnesota youth. Um, do you think it's one of one of the big one of the bigger activities that you devote your time to, or do you, are you juggling other things as well? Um, so yeah, I'm definitely like juggling other things, but I I do think that youth against sexual violence is definitely my biggest commitment to a nonprofit. Um, it I do spend like a good amount of time on it, but it's it usually goes pretty fast because I honestly, I really love Youth Against Sexual Violence. It's really important to me. I love everyone that I do it with. Um, it's really cool. And it's like an amazing environment to just be in with people who care about such important things. So it's never really been like a commitment or like, well, it's a commitment, but it's never been anything that's like. It's never been a chore. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. It's just like. Yeah, like, oh my god, we get to do this, and we get to do that. And it's like, right. I get to ask for a set. That's so, awesome. Yeah. And another thing that I thought was really, really cool was um, how you managed to get 3,000 people to write letters. And that's, to, that's so many people. How did you get the word out, and how did you get people on board with your cause? Um, so we made a TikTok. <laughs> um, and it... Like we had something on on our we had an Instagram post. Um, so during the December time, um, well, so our petition came out during December, and during that time, Minnesota was kind of pretty much under lockdown for COVID because the pretty bad COVID rates. So everything was fully virtual, at least for me. Um, and so, like everything we did with that campaign was fully online. Um, so we made a TikTok. And that kind of got like a lot of people's attention. And then we made an Instagram reel. And I think it was like 40,000 people saw it. So, and we like, I harassed people and I got them to sign it. And we got, I remember sending it to my student council group chat to like everything that I was involved in. 
And I spent like a lot of time resharing that TikTok. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we kind of just like went into it and we just got people to sign it and we were like, do this. And people did it. So oh, that's awesome. That's, yeah, I don't remember the specific number, but it was somewhere between 2,700 to 3,000. So somewhere that's in that range. That's so cool. Um, another um, thing that I know that you're super involved in is um, the Central Asian English Project. So if you would talk a little bit about what your work is there and um, also maybe what motivated you to be a part of that community. Um, yeah, definitely. So I'm on the uh, International Board of Directors for the Central Asian English Project. And pretty much what the Central Asian English Project is, is so we have a group of tutors who pretty much dedicate their time to tutoring a group of students, mostly girls in Kyrgyzstan or other parts of Central Asia, but the majority of our students are from Kyrgyzstan. Um, and we just have to, when classes are going, we have two or three classes. Each tutor like has two or three classes with their students a week. And we do everything from like TOEFL exam preparation to just um, just basic English, um, depending on their level. We have intermediate students. We have students studying for the TOEFL exam. It really depends on what each student needs. Um, there's even a student who we helped with like applications because she was advanced with her English and she was like coming to the United States. So classes are really personalized, but that's for the most part what we do. And yeah. So are you actively, are you still actively involved in that organization? Uh, yeah, so right now we do have like a little bit of a break where, because I'm not currently teaching classes, but hopefully within the next couple of weeks, maybe we'll go back to teaching classes. During the school year, I'm usually, I have at least two classes that I'm teaching. And my class before our break, I had 20 students enrolled in my, 20 girls enrolled in my class. Um, and we have a whole group of tutors, so everyone kind of has a number of students. I know we had like over 130 students at least, so we have a wide range of tutors and students, but yeah. So how old are the kids that you tutor um, typically? They're usually late high school, somewhere even like in college. Awesome. So um, how did you, well, I guess I didn't ask this before, but how did you initially find out about the organization and how did you get involved? Um, round Peer, I, I am pretty sure I, I, have, I clicked stuff on my phone and I found it during quarantine. Okay, very cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And then um, we'll switch in gears a little bit. I, so my good friend Anna McLennan, who I had on the show a few episodes ago, um, was a part of the Senate Youth Program, and um, I know that you were also a delegate, and so I'm very interested in hearing about what your experiences were in the Senate Youth Program, and maybe um, how that affected um, what you're thinking of studying in college, or even considering, or maybe even like your work with Minnesota Youth, if it did at all. Um, so yeah, 
My participation in the Sunny Aids program was definitely an experience. Um, I absolutely loved it. I think my favorite part of the Sunny Aids program was definitely the friendships that we made. Made a lot of really good friends, including Anna. Um, so, yeah, I. In terms of studying, I think going into the program, I did want to study political science in college, which is kind of why I did the pro political program. Um, and I think I'm still in that boat of like wanting to study political science. So I don't think much changed. I do, um, after like hearing from a lot of the speakers, I do think maybe I changed some, like my mind on some things as to what jobs I did and didn't want to have. But yeah, got some really cool tips like, if a uh, justice offers you a donut, you gotta take it, man. Like apparently, if you don't, you don't get the job. So, yeah, that's awesome. Um, what was your What was your favorite part? I think you said the friendships, but were Were there any like really cool people that you got to meet through the program? Um, yeah. So I made a lot of really close friends. Um, and they're all just like extremely accomplished and really cool. But my favorite part is probably just. It was really online and we didn't have an in-person meetup, but I I think that made people a lot closer, honestly, um, because you got to interact with people that you, you usually wouldn't interact with. Um, and people just, I don't know, we, we vibed, and I don't really know what else. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, last year I had an interesting year at school, and um, one thing that I can relate is that um, me and a couple of friends had a class that we just didn't like, um, but we all sort of like bonded through that experience and we all became closer, even though it wasn't ideal. Um, so that's awesome. That kind of sounds like a little bit like your experience at Senate Youth. And then one thing that I was interested about was your job at Planned Parenthood. And this kind of ties in to, you know, your sexual assault, like advocacy and that, you know, you're interested in that. Um, and and those efforts and I was wondering if you could talk about what you do at Planned Parenthood as well. Uh, yeah, so I'm one of the organizers for the Minnesota Healthy Communities Program. So pretty much what I do is, so mostly we work with, it's, it's a COVID-19 campaign, a COVID-19 vaccination campaign. Um, so we work with BIPOC the BIPOC communities in our area and try and trying to get as many BIPOC youth vaccinated as possible with like vaccination rates, especially in Minnesota. We do see disproportionate rates of BIPOC community versus our white communities. So we're just trying to like fill some gaps there. Um, I do a lot of door knocking, phone banking, um, things like that, just like organizing a campaign, except I get paid for it by Planned Parenthood. So. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. And getting vaccinated is really important right now because that's the only way that we're going to beat this virus. So I think it's super, super cool that you're um, advocating for that through Planned Parenthood and doing that sort of thing. So, yeah. I was wondering what advice do you have for other students, um, adults, anyone looking um, to make a positive change in their communities and obviously your work through um, Minnesota youth has done that a lot and so um, do you have any advice for anyone else looking to make a positive change um, honestly just do whatever you're passionate about and 
just don't do something that feels like a drag. Like I've put myself in situations where like the topic might be amazing and like everything might be like really good and you'd want to do it. But if it, if it isn't something you're passionate about, you probably won't be able to get as far with it. So I just say follow whatever you're passionate about because in the world of activism, there's always something to be angry about. So just kind of channel that energy and it worked amazing for me. So that's awesome. That's really the thing I have. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for speaking with me today. Um, you are such an inspiration and definitely a big role model for younger kids and even adults all over the world. And I can't wait to see what you do in the future. Um, so I wish you the best of luck and hopefully we can stay in touch. Thank you so much. Bye.